The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. Snick, 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 sounds like snack, and I like snacks because they are tasty. And we're gonna talk about television shows, which you eat snacks with, because that's what you have to do to watch TV shows is eat snacks. And if you don't eat snacks, you are dumb. I like so, to collect all these and put them on an album. <laughs> Like an actual album. The next time we, that we fucking suck and don't record, we'll just snip together a bunch yeah. of Tom songs. <laughs> and people can just put listen that to out. Just put that out as a oh. as an episode. I don't think that needs to go on the internet. I think we get someone to a piano, like so, maybe so, a synthesizer, someone to compose a little just bit behind like it. Get a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just freestyle over it. Yeah, there you go. That'll be Tom's next project. Yeah. He's feeling he's riding that wave of success from <laughs> Rebecca's Red Bull. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rebecca's Red Bull. <laughs> Cinematic classic. He's going it for the, uh, whatchamacallit. It's, just a, it's a deep commentary. Oh, the, on he's going for the, his uh, EGOT. EGOT, yeah. thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to dip his toes in the uh, musical production and then. What's crazy is all the critical acclaim that that's gotten it, already. Yeah, and, and like, really, I mean, I just, everyone's talking about Joker right now, but like, right. fuck that movie. Right. And, you know, it's good because sometimes you're trying to make something, you know, a project, and you really want to tell a story. But you also want to make like a high level commentary on the world and the way it sits, and not often do you get to do that and get people to watch it, right? So it was well, really, I think really it's going to change the debate on climate change, definitely going forward. Definitely, I mean that was the whole purpose of putting the finger in front of the camera, because <laughs> that was really, you know, you see the world through a lens, right? But there's this ugly finger blocking part of the camera. And that's climate change, right? But you ignore it but because I don't think you need to explain that to everyone, Tom. Like, I think the, you need yeah. to let people like. You let know, them digest it. Yeah, let, let them it grow it in the public consciousness. On their own. Yeah. We know people. If we campaigned, you could submit that to the Academy in the four-year consideration section, and we could all vote for it, and you could have a shot. Yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> it would be a really good shot. We could make that happen. I have one quibble, though. Run for the re-release, boards. I'd like a producer credit. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's, yeah. You did buy the Red Bull. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it came out of your pocket. That's a, that's a Nick pocket Red Bull. So, but yeah, if you guys haven't seen it yet, check it out. It's called Rebecca's Red Bull. Um, it's streaming everywhere, but mostly on Tom's Twitter. Mostly on my Twitter. Because <laughs> if I, I remember I, when I write the episode description, uh, if I try to remember what this was actually about, I'll put a link to it. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I can't actually put it on Facebook or YouTube because I use copyrighted music without permission. <laughs> so, And if you get success, Rebecca will sue you because yeah. there's no disclaimer about events and people not yeah. real yeah that's true these events were 100 percent based on real life yeah and really the whole premise behind it if you guys want some backstory is that that red bull's been in my fridge for a long fucking time at least four months <laughs> at least four it was months. summertime yeah and so we drank it finally so so first off is a netflix series a tv show <sighs> I've been thinking about this. I mean, because right? when you hear TV show, you assume network, and it airs live. I mean, I think that's just the common vernacular. I yeah. I just like, think we need to we need to expand. I mean, because you if could you argue tell me TV show, even if you tell me like it's on Netflix, like I understand what you mean that there's a season, it's there's episodic, more than one episode, right? and you're gonna watch it on your TV. Yeah, and I'm gonna yeah. watch it on my TV. However, with that's... the way that entertainment works now, 
You can watch it on your laptop. You can I'm watch it on your cell phone. On my phone. In yeah. the shower. Which is fine. But even then, shower, like, if pooping, I was going to watch it something whatever. else, bathroom, you're telling just me bathroom, that it's generally. you discerning between a TV show and a movie is telling me, is it a two-hour self-contained story or is it a season of episodes telling a story? Yeah. Like, that's the differentiation for me. I'm just very curious know. where and you're going with this. And then they say series. I'm... It's just a conversation. I have no point to this. I'm literally asking. A new series. A new show. A new TV but what, show. what constitutes a series? Because I would say you know, like I guess the I Marvel Universe is a series. Sure. It's it a series of films. Yeah. series of films. But like a series in my mind just constitutes two things or more, right? Like when you run power in series, you're running it so that it chains. Same thing with shows, right? They connect. They're a series. They tell and a story together. The UK... What we call a season, they call a series. Yep. But I think I've started using series more a little bit now that, because like, like if I'll recommend something to like my brother-in-law, he'll ask me, is it a movie or is it a series? I don't know. That seems weird. Why does that seem weird? It just sounds funny. Is it a show or a movie? That's what I would say. Yeah. But I would still know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think anyways better. Well, that's, that's the other problem is I notice out here in Utah, a lot of people call movies shows. We can get all Scorsese and start talking about the difference between movies and films. I went to see that Joker show. It's pretty good. I hear that all the fucking time. Really? I, I, I call them movies or film. I mean, it's the same thing. Anyways. They only uh, call them films because it was shot on 35 millimeter. Yeah, but when you get the bougie assholes that film or is cinema yeah. and the Marvel movies, they don't consider to be cinema see i feel like those bougie assholes should also not be able to air their shows or cinemas with all the modern technology that it is shown with right so yeah you can have your bougie shit but you have to watch it in like 2.1 stereo on a 22 inch screen like fuck you it's interesting i read uh, an article with the director of joker oh god that douchebag but he was like we came up with this idea and i just wanted to make a good movie about someone kind of losing their mind and in today's market like the only way i could get that done was to tweak like three things and make it tie into the batman universe somehow and it was a total shot at both society and the movie going audience and studios and what they greenlight but he's like this is the only way i could get like a dark gritty real movie made was to call the main character the joker He's like, I wrote that's... this having nothing to do with anything involving the Joker and just had to tweak a couple names and scenarios in order to get my film made. That's And that's really interesting because that, I mean, that leverages it to like back to, an, uh, in my mind, that goes back to the discussion that I don't think Hollywood, and, and this is happening in gaming too, right? Where businesses are getting so big and there's so much at stake on every IP they invest in, they're not willing to take risks. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's that's how it Honestly, is, right? I think it's kind of a win-win. Like, what if, Scor- I mean, Scorsese, prime example, even though he completely backed out of this movie, but like, I'm all for that. If you just want to make something, like if Casino... But De Niro's character is just named Wilson Fisk. Like, I'm all about that. I could do that oh, yeah, all yeah. day if I'm getting but, that caliber of movie. Sure. Yeah. And you're tying it into something I love, yeah. even though it's like barely tied yeah, in. Barely I would but totally I wonder how that. much of that, though, is that this guy that directed the Joker, his uh, his resume is 
like he's made a lot of money, but it was all completely different films. Like he made yeah. the Hangover and stuff. Right. And so going like what what trust is there that you're gonna make this great and, dark film unless it's tied to another right. IP? And I think too, like again, oh well, this is only I was gonna get this made in the studios, and I'm like, really like Amazon, Netflix, um, like there's fucking Shutter. Like there's so many independent quote unquote distributing platforms that are that are putting money into good films. I mean, honestly, like Hulu After Dark. They're barely making good films and they're releasing new shit. Like, I feel like for his specific situation, he wanted to release it with a Warner Brothers or a Universal, yeah. right? So then he had to play ball. It may have just been like his contract that he has as well. Like, yeah. he has to make so many pictures. I don't know. I also feel like that guy's full of shit. Yeah. He's, yeah he's kind he of also kind of sounds like what Nick said. Oh, I mean, now that it's getting good reviews, you can say whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, exactly. 100%. It was just yeah. an interesting yeah. thought, I guess. Yeah, it is yeah. an interesting yeah. idea. Um, and that, I, I still have zero interest in seeing that. Yeah, movie. I'll see I it when it's seen it. I don't, streaming. I don't like, yeah, like when it's streaming, like I'll check it out. And I'm not bagging on the movie, I'm not hating something because everyone likes it. I just, since the first trailer dropped for that, and I think I've talked about it on here before, like DC just can't get their shit together with like continuity, and that's what I like to have in my movies. I was like, this see, is I don't care about it that nonsensical. It, it just takes a lot to get me to go to a movie theater. That's all. that's my whole thing. It's like I have zero desire this week. I mean, there's like four movies I want to see. I'm not saying they're good, but like yeah. I'm interested in it, right? There's a new Terminator out. I yeah. know it's garbage, but like I fucking uh, love the I've heard, Terminator. It's fun. I've heard it's fun. Like if you're a fan of the Terminator series, yeah. I've heard like it throws everything from T3 after out the fucking window. Yeah. This is like now T3 and it's, and it's a lot of like... I'm actually hearing good stuff and people admittedly saying like, this is not an Oscar worthy film, but if you like the Terminator franchises franchise, it greatly improves on anything that's been done from T3 onwards. And not only does it improve on that, it also just gets rid of it. Uh, Dr. Sleep, like a shining sequel. I'm all for that, but I'm not going to go to a theater to see. No, that. unless you're renting out a theater for us, I'm probably not going to go see a movie. And <laughs> yeah, Joker, which I was genuinely excited about. It's been, I was in Italy when it came out. Fair excuse for me, but like I've had ample amounts of time and it's I literally like, what, four weeks, get on weeks? my phone and I pick out my seat and I go to check out and it's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I can wait. Nothing. The only thing that gets affected by me waiting is my relevance on this podcast. <laughs> that, is, that is it. That is the only thing that is affected by. And just so much, like there's so much stuff I can watch at home now that if it's just, I have to make a multi-hour commitment yeah. and I usually don't have that much time to go do something like that. Whereas I want to watch a new episode on Netflix or whatever. It's got about an hour that I have to commit to something. That's we watched the new Paul Rudd because we were staying in California and Network television is fucking garbage. So we're just watching stuff on my laptop. You don't want to watch that Seinfeld rerun for the 115th time. <laughs> um, we went and saw Zombieland 2 in theater when it came out. There's another one I would love to see. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, I will say I just watched My Name is Dolomite on Netflix. Oh, oh I heard that's that on great. my That's like Dude. At the top of my list. Dude, that is fucking great yeah it is black people's the room you know like <laughs> honest to god like that and the cast is in eddie murphy uh craig robinson mike epps chris rock of course snoop dogs in there yeah. of course and wesley snipes oh, i didn't know wesley is, snipes was in it 
in Oscar worthy. <laughs> no this shit. is the best thing he has done since Demolition Man. Holy shit. He is he plays like this eccentric big shot actor that has no reason to think he's a big shot but acts like it. It is hands down made the movie. Damn. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, that's like literally that is the guy that couldn't be the next thing on my Netflix fucked to, to open his eyes yeah. when making Blade. But now he's doing great. He has been humbled. He gave performance of a lifetime. Nice. I'm excited to see that now. That's but yeah, so hit. speaking of Netflix though, so That's what, so we watched Living with Yourself, yeah, Living with yourself. last week. Would basically it's two Paul Rudds. Why wouldn't you watch it? Yeah, and it's eight episodes, but I'd argue it's really four. Yeah. 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 Because <laughs> you're dividing by Paul Rudd? I don't understand. No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's Paul Rudd math. Oh, so okay. Straight. So there's no, eight. Every epi- other episode, you are getting one version one of, of the, the Paul Rudd. So it's so the it really same is Paul Rudd math. Yeah. Two different. Yeah. yeah. So like the first episode Ruds. is the first episode, but then the second episode is the, the same period of time, but through the eyes of the clone. And then back to the original, then back to... So. And that's not a spoiler. Like, Paul no. Rudd in interviews, like, it's a clone. You find yeah. out, like, within yeah. the first minutes. And they know which one's minutes, the clone. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. you find... Yeah, like, it's completely obvious which one's the clone. And um, I enjoyed it way... Like, I didn't know much about it. I think I, I saw a trailer for it a while back, and then we were just like, oh, I just downloaded it before I got on my flight. I was like, oh, that looks good. I didn't see a trailer on it because all I saw was that Paul Rudd was going to do a Netflix series. And I was like, it doesn't really matter what the trailer is. I'll watch it anyway because it's Paul fucking Rudd. But um, I enjoyed it. Like, and again, kind of going into it blind. I I did end up watching like before I started it, you know, Netflix auto plays those trailers and stuff. So I did end up watching that like just before I actually watched the series. And it took me a couple days to like get in the mood for it because it was like. I don't know. It seems a little bit weird, a little bit more dark than I thought it was going to be. Dark comedy for sure. Yeah. Dark comedy for sure. And, but then after, once I started that first episode, like halfway through the first episode, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is good stuff. And then like Paul Rudd just acting like the, the two different versions of himself. I mean, you could still tell it's two sides of the same coin, but like, you know, the rusty side and the shiny side, right? Like he did a really good job with that. And he was talking about, the way that they did the like the double takes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that i guess they said that like there's a i don't there's a different way that they do it now that i guess is a little bit easier but they opted to do it like the old school way where shooting the scene twice yeah exactly and he would just like he would have a uh, or someone offset would like read his lines lines that he's saying yeah and he just in his mind just remembered where he was standing and what he was doing and so like they would just go back and forth which i thought was kind of interesting um but yeah it's really good uh it, I, I feel like his wife takes the cloning news surprisingly well i mean she gets super pissed off at the fact of the matter like but the she's stealing just up the money the, like yeah. yeah but like hold on does she roll past it or it's like uh it's so fucked up like how do you your brain can't even process it like you just you know it's just like i can't even deal with this piece of what's going on right now like yeah. let's get to what's actually happening like yeah like the emotional the mental like, like your all that brain kind of just kind of is, like, is like yeah can't process this move on you yeah. know and like ha- just handle the relationship with these two men now like um i i, I thought the uh the sex scene with her and uh so great the clone was she's like she's like just here grab my boobs or something <laughs> <laughs> and that was the great part of that it's like 
everything is that guy's first experience. He has no idea. But he's what got memories of previous experiences. He has experiences, memories, right? but like he doesn't. I think the it's, memories. I think if he gets inside his own head because he realizes to action. Yeah, yeah, is not. I know that breakup in the hotel room was like the best scene. Who can't relate to that? We've all been in long term relationships. Yeah. Her whole explanation for why it's not working that hit close to home like that was yeah, so accurate. Been there. Yeah. yeah. My, my ex-girlfriend before Tiff, for sure. I just <laughs> hope that they don't make anything else. Like, I just want it to be done, self-contained. It's There's going to be another one. Oh, yeah. It I mean, they clearly set it up. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's a cliffhanger. Which I, like, all right, so let's get into some spoiler territory because, like, there was that whole... Um, what do you call it like infertility kind of subplot mm-hmm. that was like touched on at least like for a couple sentences mm-hmm. each episode of him needing to go tom is asleep <laughs> him needing to go get his dudes tested yeah because which i would assume that means they've been trying to conceive and it hasn't worked for several years and it hasn't worked because why else would he need to be going to get so they sperms as we saw right like they she got pregnant while they uh, about two years before the cloning there's an episode that's about that she has the miscarriage yep and then they decide they want a kid and so they start trying and it hasn't happened so so yeah she's okay so i mean but she did her test to make sure she's able to have kids and then she asked paul rudd to do it right and it's not the test the test is the symbolism for like his inability to commit right and using everything else in life to excuse the behavior within the relationship but really the relationship is affecting everything right? right he's not getting the test so she's nagging him their relationship's crumbling, and then his job's crumbling, but his excuse to not be a part of the relationship is I'm working super hard, but that's going like shit. So is the implication that it's probably more like a mental block and a fact that, you know, you can't have a baby if you're not intimate and you're not going to be intimate if you're not getting along and you're not going to get along if shit's not exactly. like, going yeah. well. It's okay, that makes a little more a sense. I thought there was like some is. implication that maybe she was the one that was no, infertile. And I- then like, you know, because at the end there, like you know, kind of the soap opera whose baby is it sort of thing, you know, which, I mean, it doesn't really fucking matter. And now we're hitting that guaranteed switch to be the kind of <laughs> ends, right? With like, she thought she had the version she fell in love with, but she's got all the anger and history. And so that's not going to work. And Paul Rudd is actually now following through on stuff and trying to be back in the relationship. Yeah. But she cheated on him with him. With him. And so now he's hitting the wall with the relationship. And then the good version of him is going down. Is <laughs> fucking becoming. Spiraling down. And I think that's like, how do you end this show? Because that is people. Yeah, like that's why I think never. Well, there's all those, there's all the commentary and there's, there's things to be said about like the grass being greener on the other side. There's like being a better version of yourself, but like to what end? Like. But I got to tell you, though, like, I, for me, like, the laugh out loud funniest part of, like, the whole season was when he does finally go to the fertility clinic and he walks into the room 
and like it shows him walk through the door and then it turns around and it's just all these giant pictures of babies staring at him in this room where he's supposed to jerk off yeah (laughs) that was hilarious and the guy talking to him like you gonna watch me the whole time and then he he comes out and he sets the cup down he's like hey we did it (laughs) no i want you to bring it to the fridge (laughs) it's like i wanted to bring it out yeah like it was that was classic right there but I'd say it's a really good series. Dude, super There's relatable. I mean, I look at this table yeah. and like, who can't relate? Yeah, I'm 100%. going through some weird stuff right now. Just with like, I'm becoming more cynical than I was. And like, I don't want to be in that place. You fucking quit nicotine, all that shit. Lost yeah. a bunch of weight. You got your medical stuff. Like, who yeah. hasn't thought about like, well, I would love to get back to like and the, the great, 25 year old version the great thing yeah. is is both versions of paul rudd like have something to relate to yeah you know what i mean like and and it's actually like i think the opposite of what you'd expect because old what's his fucking character's name even paul miles. miles miles so old miles like you identify with him almost in a positive way by the end of the show because he is turning his life around. Like he is inspired and motivated to like make changes in his life and quit being a selfish asshole and like do stuff for people around him, do stuff for himself. That's positive. And like you said, John, like he's trending up. And so by the end, like he's kind of like the aspirational character. Redemption story. By yeah, by the end of it, the one that's supposed to be the better version of himself kind of starts to fall apart because this life as he knows it isn't his life. Like there's all these kind of like sci-fi realizations that we wouldn't have in our normal life but like the breakup with you know the quote-unquote breakup with his quote-unquote wife you know what i mean like and that whole scene and like him kind of spiraling out after that happens like you start to identify perhaps the negative things in your life that have happened but with the aspirational version of paul rudd yeah so i thought that was one of the things that was interesting is like you know the like where you're identifying with which characters and it's actually like i feel like the opposite of maybe what you would think but great series. I'd say definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, eight episodes and they're yeah, like tight eight episodes yeah. too. Like each I mean there's they're only half an hour, I think, right? Half oh, an hour. Like shorter. They're like twenty four to twenty six. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I mean it's not a huge commitment. It's, no. Like, no. And eight each episode is really well done. I feel like like tells its section of the story and moves on. And, and I so. hope they keep doing this. This feels very different, don't get me wrong, but like uh, in line with Maniac, I just like these that. weird sci-fi ways to explain the complexity of like interpersonal human rela- and, relationships, yeah. and yeah, I'm totally into it. Yeah, well, and like the sci-fi piece is just such a small part of it, and it's the sci-fi piece is almost played more for com- comedic relief, like yeah. with the, with the two Asian guys yeah. that are working there, the one that like. Turns out he was faking his accent because that's what the, the rich white yeah. people like to see when they walk in and stuff, you know, like that stuff. It's it's played for laughs, and like the sci-fi element. Like I said, like even his wife just kind of glosses over the fact like, oh, there's a clone, but there's more immediate stuff we need to deal with right now. Like they, the fact that you took 50000 out of our bank account. The yeah. fact that, you know, like this could have easily been like a future sci-fi story. Like they could have put this in a yeah. future setting, but they just brought it back. It kind of. I don't know. I could see it being like a Vonnegut book of some sort. Yeah, and... it's good. Paul Rudd, he gets an eight on the Michael Keaton multiplicity scale, <laughs> which is what we judge all yeah, multiple all, versions all, on. Yeah, all multiple version <laughs> movies. Yeah, that right? is um, peak. <laughs> and I was actually sort of like, 
like I know we want to move on to another topic, but um, I was surprised at how quickly the reveal. Oh yeah, I thought that was gonna be the that first the clone three four episodes. Uh, yeah, like yeah, really drag that. They out. hit it hard. And yeah, they just it was like the second. Right epi- it was like the second it. episode yeah. or something like that. Like or maybe yeah. even third. Yeah. Like, but like yeah, they're immediately like she's aware of the clone. They're aware of each or you know they confront each other in public. You know, obviously they just do they fight? Is it Attack of the Clones? There's yeah. a, there there is fight <clears throat> scenes, but it's not Attack of the Clones. How about? Ellie Shawkat just shaving her head. Oh yeah, I forgot she was in that. Yeah. Who? Ellie Shawkat from Maybe. Uh... Oh, maybe Funke. Yeah. yeah. And like how she's just like, yeah, well, I like, yeah, I like yeah. him. Yeah, like it's, 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 everything's gravy. <laughs> um, all right, what was the other show we were Watchmen. About? Watchmen. We'll have to talk about it more as it goes. I thought there was more episodes out by now. Yeah, just two so far. Two. Right? Yeah. Third yeah. ones tonight. Yeah. So first off, um. Like the level of stress that was relieved for me when I sat down and watched the show and was finally like it was, I mean, kind of revealed that it's a sequel series and a sequel to the graphic Comic novel, book, yeah. not the not the movie. Um, so wait, they never had sex in the birdhead? No, because that happens in the comics too. Yeah. Oh, thank God. It's basically the ending, which has been debated by nerds of our kind forever. Yeah. How Zack Snyder ended the movie versus the squid. The squid. And shouldn't be a debate because they do the exact same thing. They both same end result. Yeah. This one we just have reigning squid. Yeah. yeah. But uh because they were being so like secretive about this series. You know, they talk about it in interviews like is it a remake? No. Is it like a reboot, a retelling, an Elseworld version of Watchmen? Like, what's going on? And you couldn't get shit from the trailers uh, as far as, like, timeline and time frame and everything goes, right? And they kept, and they wouldn't say anything about it, really. But if they don't say anything about it, then who watches it? (laughs) Go back to cleaning your screen. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the fact that it's a sequel series and then the way that they've done the sequel series so far has been awesome. It's super, yeah, super interesting. Starting it out with the uh, Black Wall Street. Which I had no idea that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma's a terrible place, dude. For many, many reasons. Uh, Well, I like Winnie Wood. (laughs) Winnie Wood can suck it. uh, Hey, now. Um, The, uh, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. And so when I found out that was based on a true event, I was going to research it. But then luckily, because I'm an NPR nerd, they had the director on the following day <laughs> talking like not about the show, but specifically about opening it up with the Black, Black uh, Wall, Street. Wall Street massacre and all that kind of stuff and the his- the actual history behind it and everything. And like there really were like white people flying planes, bombing the shit out mm-hmm. of them, like or shooting at them from planes and stuff like it was wild. Um, But yeah, like. They're setting up like some good mysteries. Oh, I mean, but they're also solving stuff quick too. Like, going, yeah, they're not dragging things out so though. far. Two episodes you in. Don't think, right? Like how I look at this is who is directing the show, and it's the guy who did the leftovers, which yeah. is a never-ending run of what the fuck is going well, on Damon until Lindelof. the very end of the episode yeah. or Lost very end too, of the right? series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I knew going in, like, I am, I felt exactly how I felt watching The Leftovers. Like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. 
And I don't mean like I can't understand what I'm watching, right. but like how does this play into an yeah. overarching story yeah, and how do they tie together? I feel like you have a handful of threads yeah. and like yeah. you're not able to pull them all. And I accept that this season's going to end and I'm going to be just as lost as yep. I was at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But every, I'm going to enjoy gotta, the ride. That's good. So you got a big thing of string and you're trying to untie it and you get one out yeah. at the end of the episode. And then the second episode, you get one out, but you still have a whole fuckload yeah. of stuff to figure out. And then by the end, there'll be some big reveal and it'll just fray everything again. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you're going to realize the pieces you thought you had straightened out yeah. have a bunch of knots in them yeah. that you didn't even yeah. see, you know? Yeah. And like, that's, I'm like, good with that. Like, for instance, like, I think there is a lot of similarities between Looking Glass and Rorschach. Oh, I think that's yeah. totally intentional. Yeah, and it's 100%. intentional, but like intentional because it, there's going to be some sort of reveal about that down the line. Like, is he related somehow? Was he inspired by? I don't know. You know, what's the deal with that? My favorite yeah. part so far is the uh, the series within the series that is hyper stylized and it yeah. almost seems like it's making fun of Zack Snyder. Mm, I think it ties into because that was also within the graphic novel Watchmen. Like right, you they had, had a comic within the comic with the the pirate ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so oh, you're talking about the docu series. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, always yeah, playing yeah. in the background. Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's how you get the tidbits. Yeah, right? you get a little because bit of context of of the of what's happened. Yeah. since yeah. yeah. Like we know Manhattan is still on Mars. And well, that doesn't make any sense. That's the piece, right? That's what they've said. They focused real heavily last episode on the theory that he can make himself look like another person. Oh, that's right. And how ridiculous that is. But at the same time, we've had Adrian Veidt the whole time, Jeremy Irons' character, Osmandius, who they still refuse to acknowledge as Osmandius. Well, that is it, him. With that play he wrote, is that actually like oh, Doctor Manhattan just about that. took his identity? Just took his There's life. Because yeah. Doctor Manhattan, if he can change himself, and there's a bunch of clones running around, which we learn in the. I was just gonna say that's that why those him just creating and... those things from nothing because oh, he yeah. is Doctor Manhattan, and. In the story of the creation of Dr. Man, that's what the play was about, yeah. which is very, Adrian Veidt is a very self-centered, self-absorbed Why would he be writing being. a play? Why would he write it about Dr. Man- Manhattan? Oh, like he would be shit. the hero of his own play. It would not focus on Manhattan. Oh, that's wild. That's, be, that's what we're going to be doing this whole series. I know, but like, but like, I enjoy series like this, especially ones that are well done. And I mean, if you think about it, like, because he was involved with Lost, like Lost at its peak, was such great television, and I'm yeah. like, people have its opinions on the way it ended, oh, and like, but we all had a blast. I feel that way, yeah. But like everyone, like week after week of like, what, like you're just you are foaming at the mouth for like whatever morsel of like a lead or a hint to an of an answer to a secret or a mystery that you can find. And I feel it's that so way fun. about the leftovers. I need that to go back and watch it. Hands down, in my my personal opinion, like you were to ask me, what are the five greatest shows you've ever seen? Like, it's fucking Battlestar Galactica. New so one coming good. out, by the way. They're doing another Battlestar. I thought they were doing a movie. No, series. Damn. And totally new. Awesome. Uh, you know, Breaking Bad, I would throw in there, and The Leftovers, 100%. I need, we watched the first season. I didn't watch more of it, and I. <laughs> want to i got through the first couple episodes is all and like i just well so again i acknowledge that sometimes like i just have to be in the right mood to watch yeah the right totally it yeah. is dark yeah. it's and heavy. hopeless 
and yeah. heavy, and you have no idea what the. And fuck's I think going I was watching on. a different dark, hopeless, and heavy show at the same time. You and I was like, "This is too much." This is always a problem Emily has. Is like, I can't. I need something funny to watch. Like with when Game of Thrones was on, we had Silicon Valley. You yeah, had yeah. that like little palate cleanser yeah. of funny and. So we got the last season of that going on right now. Yep. Separate yeah, second I episode tonight. Watched it yet. It's just the only one episode. Yeah, only one episode. Yeah, I just said last week. Great, uh, I think it's only eight episodes. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna be short. And then done. I'm stoked. So tomorrow, um, his dark material starts yes. on HBO. And supposedly they're only gonna do one season per book. So there'll oh, be three seasons. three seasons. Yeah, so it's Why is it it's, it's a BBC show, and so it's airing tonight. Oh, on the BBC, yeah, and then it'll hit. HBO so I wonder if you tomorrow. can stream it on BBC tonight. Though. Probably, but it's going to be on HBO tomorrow. Yeah, I know, but I like to watch my stuff. Yeah, I know, but like, I, I get impatient. My Sundays are committed already. Yeah, yeah. the thing is, I know I'm going to watch. Like Emily, I'm going to make her watch it. She doesn't know. I reread the first book yeah. in preparation for this. So I'm stoked as hell. Um, the first episode of Mrs. Fletcher was good, for what it's worth. I don't know what that one is. Uh, uh, Robin Williams. What is a nanny? <laughs> oh yeah and he can't get his kids back no it's uh i can't remember her name but uh it's a single mom that like you know i'll be honest i haven't seen a single fucking trailer for it so i don't know what the series is supposed to be about but i know it centers around porn and like something to do with that but so far in the first one there's like some pretty good social commentary and everything like 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 for instance uh she um overhears her son like who's about to leave for college getting a blowjob in his room and so like in the car on the way to college because he was like yeah suck that dick bitch suck it like you know like all this stuff like sounding like any generic porn you've probably ever seen in your life and she's like trying to like like vaguely explain to him like you know like when you're having sex with somebody like there's a certain like the like this familiarity that should like come along with that that like if you're in an intimate relationship and you know what people want then you can get away with certain things that like consensual yeah. things but like if you're having just like uh casual sex you can say things to someone that can scare them and so you know you should be careful like what you're saying to your sexual yeah. your casual sexual partners and i like the conversation's like really good like i mean really good so for what it's worth, again, it's just a, it's a half hour kind of dark dramedy. Well, I don't even know if it's dark necessary, but it's a dramedy. But it's pretty good. Cool. Everything sounds good. All yeah. The good watch all the shows. All, watch all the shows. It's fall TV time, baby. Suck that podcast, bitch. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.